0: friends welcome back to the film alchemist podcast the show where we look at movies we love break them apart to find out what gives them their magic i'm your host josh griffey this is some extra bonus content as this is october and i love the horror movies more than anything else uh we're bringing you some extra this month this sub curation is our chance to delve into movies that scared the shit out of us as kids uh So it's a fun way to look back at some of the very first and biggest images burned into our imaginations that scared the shit out of us. Uh, So I'm joined today, not by Alex, uh, but by my dear friend, Sam Price. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, returning champion of our fantasy double feature you might remember. (laughs) I thought you were about to say fantasy football. No, no, never a champion in that. Not in any real leagues I was in. Let's Mm. let's clarify for the record. (laughs) But anyways, before I, I tarnish your name any longer. uh, So this movie today is actually not Sam's pick. This is the first of my two movies that scared me the most as a kid. Um, There are a handful of movies that scared me a lot as a kid. Uh, I had one of those irresponsible dads that let me watch a ton of horror movies uh, really early on in life. <laughs> so like an obvious one is Child's Play, right? But that's pretty easy to understand why that would scare a kid so much. Uh, there's another gym called Monster in the Closet, which features might even be the very first Paul Walker movie, really? uh, which I'm trying to see if I can track that down. But then the other two movies, weirdly enough, that scared me more than any other uh, are Serpent and the Rainbow, the voodoo flick, and this movie, Warlock. Now, <laughs> you just watched it. I just watched it. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure why this was so menacing, but I shit you not, even in my... Like the last couple years, I know for a fact I've had the warlock in a nightmare. Really? Yeah. I still see him. I don't know what it is. Uh, and now, having lived in Los Angeles too for a long time, I think there's there's a part of that right. There, there's a very LA guy thing about the warlock. You mean you've actually like seen Julian Sands or? Yeah, I think no, not him specifically, but that kind of guy, right? Oh yeah, the guy who goes to like Hollywood and Highland with like an anaconda, right, and nipple clamps. <laughs> And he's just desperate for like affection and attention, but I look at him as this repulsive other. <laughs> you look at him as a witch. I see. Yeah, exactly, right? And then the ponytail is just, I think this is where my deep-rooted hatred of the, the man ponytail started. Really? What? I honestly can't think of any man ponytails that I've condoned ever in my life, and I think it all boils back to this traumatic moment. Is <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, uh, that's
0: unfortunate, man. I, thought,
1: I think he's a very handsome fella.
0: There you go. See, you're a ponytail. You, (laughs) I think he pulls it off as the kind of guy. I'm shocked you never had a ponytail.
1: I I could never get it that long because once it starts getting long, it doesn't look good. But also, when it's short, it doesn't look good. So I don't know. (laughs)
0: It's like in the middle. You just got to have a devil may care attitude, like like the warlock. Uh, so let's dive in. The warlock starts in. Is this a is this a Salem thing? Right, they're in Boston. No, I don't right? know. Is that is that I don't, where
1: it was? Well, yeah. Well, when were the witch trials? Wasn't that, was that the 1600s? It was
0: 300 years before this movie, so it would have been 1588.
1: No, the movie starts. Oh, you mean this? The actual Salem witch trials were in 1588. No,
0: I'm saying this wasn't a movie that took place in Salem, right? I just remembered no, it no. took place in Boston. It's in Boston so we, in
1: 1601. 1601.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what we've got is these priests are charging through this muddy town. Right. They walk up a tower. And in this cell, we meet the warlock for the first time. Yeah. Now, again, this is the first time I've stared this dude down since my childhood fear. He's so badass, by the way, in that scene when he just looks up at the guy. Okay. I'm going to take a little bit of umbrage with you there. What? Because to (laughs) me, as soon as I saw him, like, wait, this is a man who, uh, this powerful warlock, this agent of the devil is completely undone by Chinese finger traps. Yeah, well, you know nothing about magic. They ha- they have his thumb and his toes locked, and he's bent over this little rope. I'm like, that is about as pussy looking a prisoner shot as I've ever seen. Hannibal <laughs> Lecter, this is not. Steve Buscemi and Conair, this is not. This is a very wimpy introduction. And I'll get to this throughout the movie. I think what I've learned as I've gotten older, this is very therapeutic, the warlock is often much wimpier than I am well the
1: war the warlock himself is just a man that that uses you know magic to get what he wants accomplished so the finger traps make sense to me and plus he was like hanging by a rope so like he was wasn't he hanging in midair by a rope like, and his fingers were tied to his no, feet he-,
0: he has the rope that's like by his waist because remember the guy with all the pelts comes in and knees him in the face? Yeah. And he flips and he lands on his back like a cat who wants you to scratch his tummy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is such a wimpier version of the Warlock than I remembered. <laughs> uh, yeah. but when he lay- go back and rewatch it. When he lands on his back. With his hands and feet up in the air, he just looks like a little kid. But also, how much would that suck
1: if that was you, dude? I feel like that's a torture device. I feel like that is a true torture device.
0: Don't get me wrong. I do not want nails hammered through my toes. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't look super scary. (laughs) It doesn't look like he's, like... That intimidating of a guy. Well,
1: he can't do cantrips. He can't cast any spells. So that's kind of the way they... Because if they just tied him up, he if he could still move his hands, that would be a big problem, as you see later.
0: See, okay, now this... Isn't the magic more in the incantation than the actual uh, yeah, w- spirit figure. Which is weird.
1: They should have had a gag on him so he couldn't speak. That would have yeah. basically solved the entire movie, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they just had like a, a holy that. ball gag? Yeah. They didn't think <laughs> They're of like, that. go... Yeah, go to the pedophile priest and get his ball gag. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure sure you guys have plenty of those. (laughs) Oh, for sure. You think that abuse just started in the 70s? Come on, man. Yeah. No. uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I was kind of shocked by how wimpy the warlock looks at the start. But then, as he's about to face trial, right, he refuses uh, to bow down before these uh, men of the false god. As he should. He's taken away by the devil's wind, right? So, he kind of... He like yeah, it's, he it's says his... an incantation as you said, and ah. is that what it is? I thought no, because he calls out to Satan for help, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So then Satan whisk him ahead, right? And the uh, the man in the pelts, right? Mm-hmm. The very unkempt, unclean mulleted pelt man. I forget the character's name. The guy that pelt looks like a ca- his
1: his name is uh, something Redfern. Yeah, oh, Redfern. Okay, it's Giles
0: Redfern. <laughs> Giles Redfern. Yes. Yeah. So him and Giles, right, who really has it in for this guy, right? Yeah. Because he seems to start off as like an asshole prison guard, but we learn there's much more. Well, he's a witch. They are then transported to 1988 Los Angeles. Yeah, somehow. (laughs) Yeah, and this is where the devil's wind takes them. Um, The thing I was struck by immediately and what happens the entire rest of the movie is how unfazed these Angelinos are by being in the presence of this time-traveling warlock. (laughs) (laughs) This guy just flies through their front window, right? And -hmm. their immediate reaction is, oh, damn, let's put him in bed, let him sleep at all. Yeah, (laughs) he's just, well, as you're saying, just like five
1: minutes ago, in LA, it's not that weird. You see that guy all the time. (laughs)
0: But that's what I mean, right? Yeah. That that to me might be the scariest thing in the movie is how it just accepted this kind of behavior. Plus, it was the you know, like, '80s, dude.
1: They didn't they didn't have podcasts and stuff like that to. Warn they him.
0: they didn't have enough true crime media to know that you don't let a fucking ponytailed uh, street magician with holes in his thumbs and toes dive in your house and sleep it off.
1: Yeah, I think that's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they might have been in Canyon Country, so possibly true. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and also, she's yeah, she's only twenty years old lot. in this movie. Yeah,
0: That's it happens it. a lot because even her right there's this constant fat. I forget the character's name. The girl, the lady, Cassandra with the K. Cass- oh, God, how could I forget? Cassandra with the K. Yeah, Cassandra with the K. There is such a weird, just matter of factness in going about your way, right? Because this would have been within a decade of the Manson family murders, right? Yeah. Like, you think you would never let a ponytailed man break into your house in the hills at this stage of the game. (laughs) But you see her constantly, right? She's so not worried by this greater fantastical battle that's happening around her. (laughs) She's just worried about how she looks. It is the strangest subplot of the movie is just... The, the Sodom and Gomorrah that LA in the eighties must have been. Yeah.
1: Well, to be fair, how she looks is part of the story because he curses her. So well, right,
0: so so the warlock curses her to where she'll lose her beauty, right? Well, she she's but, gonna
1: die is the more important thing. I don't think she cares as much about the beauty.
0: But, oh no, she cares she cares about her beauty because there's the point where she specifically says she's like, Why didn't he just kill me? in that would be better oh, than yeah, this. Yeah. Yep and he says she's so that's the more reason. so much more upset about the fucking nails in the hair, right? The nails than in died. the hair. Yeah, like yeah. that was her thing. She saw her fingernails and was like, oh, "That's what upset
1: her the most." <laughs> it's the 80s, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird it's uh, this I feel like this movie would not be made this way
0: like current, like if they made it nowadays, you know. No, if this movie was made today, it's called Funny Games, right? If the two kids in Funny Games just had ponytails and did, you know, sleight of hand, it's the exact same concept. Yeah. But, like, here's the prime example of this, right, in L.A. (laughs) So, the one guy's cooking, right? The little uh, effeminate guy who owns the house, right? He's cooking, cooking. The warlock just kind of saunters in, right? He's looking like a a Walmart romance novel Fabio. He's very charming. And the guy... Right, the guy just kind of starts playing it off like, oh, this could be a date. Like, not shocked at all that this guy's just like wandering around his house.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the warlock takes his fucking tongue and spits it into the skillet. And in a way, me as a viewer in the modern day, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what you get. (laughs) You think he deserved it? We live in the world post-The Purge movies, right? Yeah. And the number one rule of The Purge is you lock your fucking doors and you have gates everywhere. If you let people in, that's halfway on you. I'm not saying he deserved it, but through his ignorance, I do not feel as much sympathy for this character. Subplot. I am actually I actually started kind of worrying about this character, right? The The omelet boy. Yeah. I was like, there was something really nefarious about that guy. What if this was kind of a reverse switcheroo, right? What if he's some kind of, like, you know, Hollywood Hills mangler? And he thought he had the warlock in his trap.
1: Ooh, that could be a whole different movie.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that's it. Why did that guy have the table full of Satan relics? Wait, what guy had a table full of Satan relics? The, guy, the little effeminate guy, what gets his tongue bit off, it was his coffee table that had the pages of the grimoire. That's why Satan sent the warlock to his house.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize that that was... I th- That's I, what I'm saying, though. Okay, What's up with hey, this, dude? So, yeah, so then there was
0: a reason they went to Los Angeles. I was like, why the hell did they go to Los <laughs> Angeles? I know, but my, the point I would take is at some point that table got crafted and the pages were put in. Yeah. I would have sent the warlock to where people didn't readily have table salt available. <laughs> yeah, I I agree, dude. Fuck that guy. He's obviously up to something.
1: Although... And
0: did you notice he had a mini ponytail himself? Yeah. He had all the telltale signs of a sexual deviant slash mm. serial killer to me.
1: What if that dude was actually the warlock's like great, 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 great grandson, and he killed him? How fucked up would that be?
0: Wow, that would be fucked up. Well, no, he had the mini ponytail. He had the scorpion ring that he couldn't get off. Yeah, the warlock bites his finger no, he, off to he, get a he scorpion cuts, ring. <laughs> he grabs
1: the, he grabs the knife he's cutting his eggs with and <laughs> just chops his finger off. And that's the guy's right. like, <laughs> and then he kisses him and rips his tongue out. And then he eats yeah. his tongue, which I've never yeah. heard of
0: a spell like that. But I don't know that many spells. I don't think that was a spell. I think that was game recognized game. He right? Just, he just he wanted knew he was in the presence of another predator.
1: The tongue is the best part of a human, I've heard.
0: The question was which ponytail ends up in the skillet, and the warlock made his choice. That's how <laughs> yeah. I see this whole thing. Play. It was killer. <laughs> it was killer.
1: Beak. It was self-defense.
0: You know. Yeah. Well, because stand your ground you do law. This a lot. Yeah. Because I. I thought almost at all of the first couple victims. I didn't really feel bad for them, right? Because there's him, and then there's the lady who owns the magic shop. Oh yeah, she was trying to this, trick him. Uh, she's a liar. She she's did liar. The when Harry met Sally. She did like this orgasmic seance, and the warlock was just like, "Bitch, please, <laughs> we'll wait. For the whole we'll wait time. for the real one to show up." Yeah. <laughs> but see that scene that has awesome That's... uh demon effect makeup. Yeah. I think that and the eyeball biting and the ponytails, I can start to build a case now for why this scared me so much as a kid.
1: Yeah, it was like Lost Boys almost. when they turned Yeah, the but just
0: not like with awesome songs and, you know, kind yeah. of like children fighting back. It's just like these sad, gross adults. Right yeah, around.
1: this movie is not very good for children
0: or the children no, in I, the
1: movie, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because I think I can imagine back, right? Because the tagline for the movie is it's Terminator with witches, eh, right? Yeah, I guess. And I think the only way you make that comparison is because of the time travel to L.A. Yeah. Right? Well, that, that's but, true. <laughs> I can just imagine my dad being like, badass. I'm ready to watch that. <laughs> no. And I and I just was scarred for life because of
1: that. Your dad's like, why is there a caveman hunting a dude in all black? This doesn't make any sense.
0: Exactly. Well, I would love to see my dad's reaction as he looks at this, this super wimpy, ponytailed warlock with like a fucking puffy blousey shirt. And he's like... This guy ate the Terminator. He's just like freaky. I don't know why my dad's like a longshoreman, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I would love to. This movie has a fascinating. I don't exactly know who they thought was going to be stuffing the seats for this when it originally Dude, came. Dude, this
1: movie did really well when it came out, actually.
0: But that's what I mean. It yeah. is. I love this movie still. It's very fun and campy. And they made two other movies. The action isn't very good. It's not particularly scary. It is kind of tongue in cheek funny. Oh, or tongue and skillet part, as it were. I
1: I thought it was scary and funny. Like, I thought it was pretty terrifying, even still, when I was watching it. Like, if you just kind of suspend the shitty effects, it's still pretty scary that this guy seems pretty unstoppable, unless you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, well, until some guy's just like, all you need is table salt.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, but how would you know that unless you knew, you know, the occult and you knew exactly. Right, but
0: so this, okay. So, so. This brings back Giles Redfern, right? So yeah. he comes back too. I love that Giles is kind of our our two heroes of the movie are these weirdly troubling characters to me because you don't sim- Cassandra with a K is this kind of vapid, horribly selfish person, right? She has the L A thing, right? Whereas she sees these these weird events unfolding, she's just fascinated enough, but doesn't want to actually like get involved in the fight. Yeah, the first time we see Giles, he literally just. Fucking punches Cassandra in the K in the face. And I was like, "What the yeah, fuck?" Yeah, I actually God? I had
1: that as one of my notes. Uh, he slaps he slaps girl when he first arrives.
0: It's ins- Yeah, like his first intro to our like heroic mentor, right? Our Obi Wan. Yeah, is him just fucking punching this lady it's, in the uh, face?
1: It's the Sean Connery approach, you know. Sometimes you, you just have to slap him.
0: It. Yeah, I I found that an insanely odd way to start uh, this friendship relation. Well,
1: it, you know? it made the audience know who was in charge, so, you
0: know. That's, I mean, hey man, it was the 80s. <laughs> it was, was the 80s, a, yeah. There, There is an alpha maleness that men expected in their well, action movies. Plus,
1: I mean, this dude's from the 1600s. I'd say he's pretty uh, equal opportunity from that time period. All he did was slap her. <laughs> you know?
0: So you're saying Giles is a poster child? He was like the He's most a liberal, woke yeah. dude back in He's, back in the village. He was the most
1: woke dude in in Boston in 1601.
0: When smacking thy wench, open, only open. useth <laughs> the palm. What are we savages? <laughs> but the also, savages.
1: why does he have so many furs? I I didn't get that part. It's so weird. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I'm like, is he like a pelt trapper? But then I'm like, wait, was he like on his way to the market when he just pulled like guard duty? Well, he's like you a, yeah, yeah,
1: he's like a trapper, but he his specialty is trapping witches. I guess I don't know. It's very- maybe
0: that's maybe those aren't actually pelts. If you look closer, those are that's weave. That's all warlock ponytails. It's just
1: it's it's a salt <laughs> coat. Also, <Yeah. laughs> I do love some of that. The, like when he shows up in her kitchen and he's like, "Is this your salt?" And she, and he's like, all of it? And she's like, yeah, it's just salt.
0: Because I guess... They do they do a lot of good fish-out-of-water stuff yeah, with yeah. him, right? Like, they're constantly playing that. Like, I love when he he confronts the cops, right? Yeah. And he goes out with his whip. He's like, Whoosh. like an Indiana Jones thing. They just taser the fuck out. Yeah, that was
1: so awesome. <laughs> he, like, slaps the cop with his whip and they taser him. That was the 80s, though. Today, they probably just have shot him. But I don't know.
0: I mean, he is still white in the hills. So it's like, you got a shot.
1: He's white, but he's crazy. So, or he seems
0: crazy. That's true. I, I don't know. I think the cops kind of go catch and release with white homeless <laughs> on, on that regular basis. In well, LA, didn't she? Be- if I remember from my time there.
1: So, how the story goes is he gets arrested. Oh, she, okay. So she doesn't call the cops on Julian Sands because he's more handsome. And then she calls right. the cops on this dude because he smells and has fur, but he's the good guy.
0: And then. Yeah. And he's doing blood magic in her bathroom. Yeah. He's using witch's blood in the most obnoxious to use compass of all time.
1: Yeah. And she's like th- that whole line about how witches are girls and he's
0: like some witches are boys or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so this guy, this guy's coming in aggressive. To be fair, all she knows of the warlock is that he crashed at the house and then her sexual deviant landlord ended up dead. Right? We are in a country of guilty until, or innocent until proven guilty, right? So she doesn't know the warlock's all bad. Her first introduction to Redfern is him punching her in the fucking face and doing blood magic in her bathroom. Yeah. So, the calling the cops makes 100% perfect sense to me.
1: (laughs) Once again, though, this is Hollywood. It
0: does happen every once in a while. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're just out, and this this stuff goes down. Yeah. (laughs) No, uh oh my God, dude, I forgot about the other thing that freaked me the fuck out as a kid that I had forgotten about this movie is that he steals the medium's eyeballs. Yeah. And so the warlock's always holding out these two little eyeballs in his hand that kind of look like giant yellow sperm Mm -hmm. and they can still look around. Yeah, (laughs) That fucking freaked me out so bad.
1: He does it so efficiently too. He just like swipes (laughs) her eyes and then they're in his hand. I'm like, Jesus. So yeah, that guy's not a pussy, dude. I don't know what you're saying. Like, if you can rip someone's eyes out in, like, a split second, that's, like, some sort of kung fu level of magic. Did he
0: do that, or did the demon push the eyeballs out into his hand? Well, either way, it's I don't pretty know. impressive. I don't know. He doesn't strike me as overly tough throughout the movie.
1: Well, he does want... So, actually, we haven't actually gone over what his mission is, which I think is kind of the worst part of the movie. His, the
0: grimoire? Yeah, the grimoire. But what the grimoire <laughs> does
1: is it uncreates... Existence, so yeah, does that make any
0: sense to you? Well, they they do that in dogma too, right? It's this this kind of enough eternal damnation. Nothing would be better than what we suffer, right? In dogma, they do the you know, it's not actually Satan, right? It's this rogue demon who wants to destroy everything. Yeah, Satan still wants to kind of defeat the throne, so he has a stake in being around. So this is an odd mission. But then that's the thing. You You never know. Satan could be playing this against the warlock, right? Uh, he might get the grimoire because the warlock even at one point is like, you know, uh, the uncreation is a, a myth that only a fool would believe. Only to then immediately go into the uncreation. Yeah, he, be- part of he the- believes <laughs> it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just Satan's like, ah, I just want to fuck some shit up. Maybe, you know, the warlock is his rube as well.
1: Yeah, I don't. in my mind, if you're a witch or a warlock, there has to be some sort of ego involved because you're wanting to get powerful for some reason. But if you're wanting to gain all this power just to simply un- – it's not even that he wants to kill everyone because that makes sense. Then everyone's in hell. Satan's ruling over everyone. But he wants to uncreate everything including his master Satan, which
0: – Right, but that's ego in and of itself, right? He becomes the instrument of destruction. Yeah, But it's it feels to me the warlock has this kind of Frankenstein's monster vibe where he has this ego of wanting to be so powerful, right? We see that at the end when Redfern's like, come take it. Like a yeah, man, and then right? he fights
1: him hand to hand, which makes no sense, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and the warlock actually is kind of whooping his ass. So I was like, What? He's definitely using like, magic,
1: yeah. He's definitely
0: using some magic. Yeah. Well, because then the next scene he throws Cassandra with the K like forty feet into the river. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, dude, he's using Hulk strength. What a fucking cheater. <laughs> but um <laughs> But that's what I, there, there is this this weird, like, to have all that power, but it not to be your own or rightfully earned. He's just the vessel channeling these powers, like you said. I think that plays into his trip a lot. So when he when he's going on the Grimoire mission, he even does the, you know, I would like, to, like, what's in it for me? I want to be above all others. I need some kind of, you know, sweetening of the pot.
1: Yeah, but you'd think he'd want someone to remember him then. But if you if you uncreate That's everything true.
0: it's as if nothing ever existed. That's true I guess. But I think they just I mean, wanted
1: to to use that word uncreate or something.
0: Yeah, well maybe Megalomaniacs don't get that far. You know what I maybe. mean? Maybe he can't see that far ahead or you know he's still of a a small nature he can't comprehend the cosmic level of his actions. Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. Uh we get to the <laughs> But but see the grimoire the thing I don't love about the grimoire is it it then sends this into a midnight run scenario where because the grimoire and because Cassandra wants to be able to wear the the half shirt still and not become this saggy old lady. Yeah. She's like, fine, I'll go on the mission. <laughs> Great acting. they do by this, the way. Great acting. Yeah, they do this it's insane, uh, you know, midnight run section of the movie where it's, you know, driving in cars and chasing him down. This has one of the other more terrifying revelations of the warlock, right? is when he has, again, his Frankenstein's monster. He comes across this innocent kid talking shit about football.
1: Oh, this is my favorite part.
0: Yeah, and the, you know, they're playing Tecmo Bowl or whatnot. And the warlock is so pleased when he finds out the kid's not in church, right? He doesn't go to church. His dad never takes him to church. Oh, he's, he's the super happy about that. The next thing we know, that. yeah, the kid is gone, right? They show us a dead animal, not the kid. But mm. we talk to the mom, and the kid is gone. The next thing we see- Eaten by coyotes. The warlock- eaten by coyotes. Yeah, he's boiling human fat which in a soup can. Mhm. And then chugging it. It's so yep. fucking
1: gross. But also, you know, uh I had a friend growing up that was into witchcraft. I'm not going to say his name, but he confirmed that that is that is actually how you can fly. That is that is Get a true story. That, no, that is a true spell and he showed me the spell in one of his books. And it requires Unless f- he showed you his ass flying. Well, he didn't kill any kids, hopefully, so I don't know. But you have to kill a kid that has not been baptized and drink his fat. And that is a true story, which they did a great job of. In
0: this movie. <laughs> so to you, this movie's part documentary.
1: Well, I mean, that's partly why it's so scary to me, because I know people have really tried this shit. Even if it doesn't work, like people are really trying this shit. Uh, that's like
0: my wife she gets so mad like after i made her watch uh hereditary yeah
1: she's like that's so fucking
0: scary she got mad because i was like oh dude i got a bunch of those books i have dude, all kinds of those books." those people on are re- well, that's the shit.
1: scarier part is if it was real it would make
0: sense but these people are probably just
1: like killing people and doing crazy shit and nothing's yeah. happening <laughs> and they're just they're like,
0: like i just want to believe in something that helps dictate my wildly outrageous fashion yeah. and murder <laughs> yeah. i just want to uncreate the earth that's all
1: <laughs> and actually The craziest part is uh, uh, What's his name Redfern says Every universe It's not just our universe So this dude uh, This dude, dude is Redfern's worse super woke This dude is worse than Thanos If you think about it Because Thanos only wants to kill Half of everything This guy wants to kill All of everything
0: Well so. I mean if Thanos had a ponytail I bet he would be equally as horrible
1: Well his friend had a ponytail The, the warlock in that movie
0: <laughs> That's true Right And he was a terrible guy Dude
1: just think if they had modern day special effects, how <laughs> terrifying Julian Sands would have been flying around, like
0: shooting real fire that looked real. And- I I feel like there would always be this kind of uh, Chris Angel effect to the warlock right there. I mean, there's only so serious you could take a guy who's dressed in that costume and who has a ponytail. Maybe you just don't
1: have the real life experiences like I do to be afraid of magic. You don't know. You're not woke. You're not woke to magic.
0: I... <laughs> I've read a lot about these things. My grandmother was very into the occult and things like this, right? She had all the cards and power crystals and whatever. So I might be more attuned than you. Well, My fingernails grow shockingly fast. <laughs> For a diabetic, I've noticed that. That's mine, a do. weird. Th- May- mine, yeah, mine maybe grows I'm fast. the most. Mine grows super fast. I mean, mine probably go w- grow way faster than yours. I can't I...
1: prove that on air, but <laughs> I don't think so dude. Look at that. Uh you can't even see it. This is an audio podcast, but
0: uh, yeah. Well, I can see it, and it's it looks weak. No, Shit's mine are weak. growing right now. That's what I mean, though. You don't understand, but I am very attuned to the warlock. I'm a ponytail away from being the manlier version of this character. Yeah, and definitely. I'm not impressed. I think they picked a bad instrument of Satan. Because <laughs> this is the other thing. Satan could have had any warlock or witch of all time, right? Mm-hmm. And he picks this warlock to go to the 80s. <laughs> yeah, why didn't he picture one that wasn't captured? I don't know. But is that, a, is that mean, a
1: Trump thing to say? I'm sorry. We are,
0: we are led to believe by – oh, wow. You think this warlock is the John McCain of warlocks? Yeah, I'm sorry. That didn't sound right. Oh, man. Oh. God. I like my warlocks so, not captured. <laughs> <laughs> I think as far as warlocks go, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But that's what I mean. Because of Satan's choice, we are led to believe that he thinks this is the most appropriate – uh, messenger of his mission right this is the guy who can most effectively carry this out yep unless you think satan's playing the long game and this is just an extra way to torment uh, this one guy ponytail mcgee yeah he's just he's creating a personalized hell or uh for the warlock
1: or another theory this is actually a lot like terminator and that kid that he boiled was gonna grow up to be the guy that did something like kill satan what what you think this is a john
0: connor scenario i mean the The story just got totally twisted and they were supposed to focus on the kid cassandra with a k is a diabetic linda hamilton she needed to be a diabetic though she needed to be a diabetic so she'd have one weakness no so that she'd have a needle at the end of the movie well yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean come on the guy was defeated by i take three insulin shots a day this guy is a total wuss well you're not allergic to salt my friend or are you Come on. I mean, that is such a small amount. How many salts per water molecule or whatever the fuck can possibly be in those two dinky-ass syringes? <laughs> Enough to explode a warlock? Enough to explode the chosen harbinger of Satan who
1: has the Grimoire of power. <laughs> also, like, what do witches eat, then? If they can't have salt, how hard—like, is it really hard to find food?
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's what I mean. The warlock would have already been dead in this movie. Yeah, it's— Sub-question. He accidentally you goes to McDonald's he... and dies. Well, no, when you boil a kid's fat and drink it, that would be loaded with salt. Oh. So, yeah, witches Boom. can't fly. Oh, my God, your friend was proven wrong. Well, See, I, my, I'm very
1: witch like. My friend did not have a salt weakness. I don't think he was a witch.
0: All witches have a salt weakness. That's what they well, say.
1: Yeah, but what's the difference between a wizard, a witch, a sorcerer? I don't know what the difference is. I
0: think, I think the witches and warlocks in this movie, it's that you're in league with the devil. That's the difference. So, you have to be evil. Yeah, whereas, like, in Harry Potter, you're just in league with the council that gives you a sweet teaching job where you can be irresponsible and have kids die on your watch.
1: What if you just, like, found a dead kid and boiled his fat? Would that be evil? No. No.
0: That'd be fine, right? That's- uh, I mean, it would be frowned upon, I'm sure. It's like— <laughs> I don't know how far you'd have to go back where they're like, yeah, eat that fucking kid. Yeah. Probably, like, I mean, the Donner Party, they did that, right?
1: Uh, They didn't eat any kids, actually. I just researched that.
0: Not too long. Yeah, I mean, my theory is once a body's dead, the family's grieved, right? Like, don't be chewing on them in the casket at the you know funeral or whatever. But once the family has like moved on, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah, you can eat. You can eat a body. Nice. Well, I mean, it's you or the earth that's going to eat it.
1: That's true, and the earth is already flying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I mean, right? If you ate a kid's body to gain flight and wizardry to defeat a warlock who's the instrument of Satan. Yeah. I think by logic, that makes makes it a a good and decent act.
1: It's like a gray area, I think. As long as you yeah, don't right? kill the kid.
0: Speaking of, one thing I like about this movie is that they essentially go on record as uh, the Amish have been right all the time and are the saviors of mankind. Yeah, you know what the first thing that... It, that
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably true anyways, but also... Um, if you go to IMDb, the the one of the very first things is like, yeah, this guy would not have known who the Mennonites or the Amish were when he comes back into Right.
0: I, I mean, that is a small quibble. Well, I mean. That, that is some fucking guy who's just jerking off to his own fucking glory on the IMDb comments. <laughs> to each their that own. That is a small quibble <laughs> at best. But what I like is that the movie's saying, because the whole thing they show is the Amish is how modernized his kid is. Yeah, And that that whole family would have been dead if he hadn't known how to climb up the ladder and make a hex mark. <laughs> <laughs> Which seemingly didn't help him at all anyways.
1: Well, it kind of scared the warlock away, I guess.
0: But this is what I mean. The warlock's a giant wuss, right? So an old Amish with a paintbrush, a lady with uh, two pennies in her mouth. Like, the guy is a bit of a wimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I like the idea that because we have all just turned the Amish into a laughing stock, right? Like the movie Witness, you see, like, we tease the Amish. Weird Al talked about it in his song. But when shit hits the fan, the Amish were right. They have held strong for all of these years. If
1: there's one thing the Amish are good at, it's fighting witches, for sure.
0: I mean, I never knew. Yeah. I knew they make great cabinets. We always had Amish-made cabinets in our houses me and my dad would build. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're good with wood and fighting witches.
0: Excellent woodworkers, excellent murderers of Satan's agents. And they
1: sell cheap knives. I've heard that, too. <laughs>
0: Probably for cutting off ponytails. (laughs) I'm just saying I had a newfound respect for the (laughs) for the fucking uh, Amish. Another thing that struck me in this movie, um, the whole modern world seems like a hellscape in this. Right. To where you're almost like there's this thing. Giles Redfern is constantly looking around like, was I wrong to uh, be on the side of good? Because, you know, she puts on makeup and he's like, oh, gross, you're a whore. Yeah. Uh, 80s. L.A. is obviously a cesspool of terrible, ponytailed people and liars. Uh, and then you get to the TSA. And you're like, in the 80s, the TSA let this guy carry on a giant, bloody, blood-soaked weather vane. All of his knives, pelts everywhere that could have been carrying God knows what. He looks unshowered. Right? She's committing credit card fraud. Airports in the 80s actually <laughs> make me really happy with where we are today cuz yeah. i've always said modern airports are where you see all of the worst aspects of humankind this movie shed some light on that this guy literally walks onto a plane with a bloody weather vane and the stewardess is like oh should i put that by the diet cokes <laughs> different time dude
1: i mean if they would have had that on 911 things might have been different is that too far uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah i mean i don't know if giles was on the plane although you think giles would look up and be like sorry i only hit women and warlocks women and manly women yeah sorry terrorist my fight's not with you other men of god (laughs) godspeed i'm just saying i think giles and cassandra with a k are terrible heroes i think she's all
1: right i think he's a bit weird and but i think he's just out of his time you know
0: yeah, I feel. Well, like, I mean, I think anyone you pulled from like a hundred years ago, you'd be like, "Wow, this guy's probably a huge piece of shit." Yeah, this guy's like even ass. the greatest people of yesteryears probably had a bunch of really terrible. I bet Abe Lincoln was an asshole, really. <laughs> if, we're getting, if we're gonna get honest about it, I'm just gonna say this straight up. I know the dude is very revered and did some good things. I've never looked at a picture at that guy and been like, "Yeah, I'd want to hang out with him."
1: Yeah, Abe Lincoln. Hell no. He's
0: very off putting. Like just from his face, he's got like resting bitch face.
1: Yeah, he he seems like he's judging you.
0: Yeah, I'm like, dude, I don't want to fucking sit here and you fourscoring me and looking down on me the whole time, you motherfucker. And he never tells a lie. I don't like anyone that doesn't lie. Like, you gotta lie. No, wasn't that Washington? No, Honest Abe, right? Honest Abe, that's right. Washington cut down a tree, and that's important. But I think that was a lie, (laughs) so I like it. (laughs) That's how he made his teeth, I remember. (laughs) And he apparently
1: smoked a bunch of weed, which I don't know how they know that, but...
0: I mean, that's woke, though. That's That's cool. That's super woke. Yeah, (sighs) I... I don't know, man, because there, there's this weird... Here's another thing the movie shows, right? To remind us how bad the world is, right? If if L.A. wasn't enough, the trailer parks, everything. We we see one priest in the movie in the modern world. Yeah. he His place in Boston is guarding uh, the final pages of the grimoire. The warlock is able to threaten and blackmail him for this information because he knocked up the cleaning lady. Hmm... And I think the movie showing us that is that he's kind of this flawed servant of God. Yeah. To me, I'm just like, well, it, she's a grown lady at least. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I was like, I don't really care that you're having twins with the cleaning lady, father. I don't think that... I think that's all right.
1: I don't think this guy knew... I guess Redfern did tell him that the end of the world's going to come if he loses this book, but I think deep down this guy's like, yeah, I don't believe that shit. And he just gave
0: him, you know... He, he just gave him the grimo- he I mean... <laughs> he didn't give him the grimoire, he gave him the location of the grimoire, right? But the warlock is using abilities and powers. Like, this guy has to see that.
1: Well, I mean, I, I can't remember that part. This <laughs>
0: man, I mean, this is maybe the most actually artistic moment of the film, right? This man of God mm-hmm. is chosen beca- between his children that he shouldn't have because of his sacred vows to the word. Yeah, And some other man that's like, well, I will murder just your family, your small little family here and your unborn children, or I will undo all of God's creation. You choose. And he sees these powers, right? So there is kind of this hint of, oh, maybe there is some otherworldly shit going on here. Right? And he chooses his small family. Selfish. That's a selfish moment of character weakness. Maybe Giles' whole mission is for naught. Besides just seeing him as a corpse, the modern world seems pretty <laughs> fucking bleak. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty
1: fucked up when he saw himself in a, in the grave. I love that part.
0: This is Okay, I'm going to ask you this. Would that actually bother you? Yeah, I think so. I think if I was all like dragged me to hell, right? Like I was kind of half decomposed and, you know, bugs and bleh, mm-hmm. like bloated and shit, but just my skeleton, I'd be like, I don't even know if that's me. That could be any fucking skeleton. What if some grave robbers like switched us up? I don't know. It's a skeleton. Also, it didn't make a
1: lot of sense. Yeah, I don't I think it would bug me seeing my myself cuz That'd be weird. But also, how did he die? <laughs> how did he How did he die in the past if he's in the future? I, that's why uh, time travel is really weird.
0: It, yeah, time travel. I have been a fan of Doctor Who for a long time, so I have a lot of experience with time travel paradoxes. So
1: it's a different This paradox. one to me
0: is not that big. The moment he goes to the future, there are essentially two divergent timelines.
1: Oh, no, I get it. Never mind. I answered my own question in my head. So he, he, a he a goes way, back in time right, right, right afterwards. Shouldn't.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of a cheat that lets you know he survives and returns. When he
1: writes her the note that's like I still love yes. you or whatever.
0: Which I also thought was kinda well, weird. Well they
1: almost kissed, did you see that? That was that was a great oh, scene.
0: I love that. I wanted him I wanted him to maybe give her one more smack out the door. Whore! <laughs> and <he's> returned back. <laughs> no painted faces. But see, that's an arc, right? Giles goes back less less virtuous and godly than he was before. But also more woke in today's standards. I've never seen Warlock 2 and 3. They're on my watch list right now. I think they're all on HBO right now. Eh, I don't know if I'm going to watch them. A dope sequel for that would be if Giles went back and he became the next servant of Satan because Cassandra so tarnished his image (laughs) of mankind. He just gets really into painted chicks. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I saw the Warlock. He had some sparkle fingers. We fought. He was pretty tough. Not super tough, but pretty tough. He was defeated by diabetes. Yeah. And then uh, I love the scene when the warlock dies, right, is melting. There's nothing like seeing an actual, like, kind of model or claymation melt like that. I miss that stuff. CG just never does it. And then he explodes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And even in the thrill of that moment, Giles won't kiss this woman. Almost. He's He's
1: going in for the kiss, and then God takes him away.
0: But I like the idea of him going back and being super tainted by his brush with death. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we see at the end that the grimoire is still full-powered. The grimoire is now fully together and still an artifact. They didn't seemingly – oh, no, that's right, because at the end, Cassandra she <laughs> takes puts, it out in yeah. the middle of the salt flats. Which I
1: never knew pretty, existed till this movie, so that's one thing. Pretty
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah I did Google that. That's pretty it, awesome. It was pretty
1: cool. There's just a giant field of salt. I was like, didn't they have right. that in 1601?
0: Like. Yeah, I I don't know, man. To to summarize this movie is so weird because it's, it's kind of – to me, I think of it more as a really cool comedy. Uh, the midnight runness of it all, the the kind of constantly looking at how bad modern life has become. There's there's a lot of fun subtext to this movie that I'm not sure was intentional at all. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's good that I watched this movie and exorcised this demon from my nightmare. The warlock will never appear in my nightmares again. No. Maybe my 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 dreams is a joke. right he might be a little joke to me that's kind of that's kind of sad
1: actually when you put it that way that kind of
0: look at this little ponytailed bitch no i lost one of the arch fucking you know terrifying figures of my entire life i know but you you got it yeah he's just some douche with hot topic clothes and a ponytail but i can defeat him by having two pennies in my mouth
1: dude you need to hold on to your arch demons from your childhood because eventually (laughs) you're not going to have any left and then you're going to be like i'm not scared of anything life sucks
0: you think i i need i need to have the fear of the warlock in the back of my brain to keep pushing me to succeed? Well,
1: I mean, I think it might keep you alive one day. You need to be afraid of magic. I think.
0: If anything, this makes me want to embrace my warlock roots and become a truly powerful warlock and embarrass this dude.
1: Well, yeah. At least nowadays, you know, no one's going to be hunting you.
0: All you got to. Yeah. Plus, yeah, everyone's cool with everything now. You can do anything. You can do anything. Want. anything it's dude. a great world. You could
1: be. Yeah. You can be a warlock. You can if I was a
0: warlock and I'm like I'm hunting down the grimoire, people would be like, "Cool, man, do you?"
1: You can eat the fat of children as long as they died naturally,
0: <laughs> as long as they were free range and it's, no it's antibiotics. It's also keto.
1: <laughs> it's pretty keto.
0: Uh, yeah, man, maybe uh, the warlock was right. Maybe he was just a man born ahead of his time. Do you? But no, I'll tell you this: the warlock will always exist in a small nightmarish scenario scenario in my brain. Which is I've met a lot of guys who think they are the warlock. They just have no magic. Yeah. Those guys always terrify me. It makes me sad that there are grown adult men who behave this way (laughs) in the world. So there will always be a small fear. And it might be – I might have been this guy based on my my magical roots. If not for the warlock so scaring me off of blouses and ponytails. (laughs) You never know. Well, that's it, guys. That is the fucking warlock, Sam. Thanks for walking me through this one. Can I say I feel stronger? Can I now. say
1: one other thing though before we take yes, off? Yes, of so, course you can. This dude went on to write the guy that wrote this movie went on to write one of my favorite movies,
0: which is Waterworld. Same dude. You know what? That does not surprise. <laughs> right? Me. I mean, is dude. Kevin Costner just not a warlock of the water? He's a visionary, dude. Basically. <laughs> So you're saying that this might be the greatest writer of all time?
1: Yeah, and he also wrote The Fugitive, but I don't; those don't connect as well.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, that was when he sold out and started doing prestige. He had to become mainstream. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I can't believe that this came from the same guy who it's wrote the same the guy. Yeah. But I'll say this: I think I think there is a lot of magic in the writing of this movie. I think it's. I think the script is so much better than it's, the kind of movie yeah. they, they put resources into. I don't think they thought it would be as good as it was. Everything
1: kind of pans out, like the whole diabetic having the knee. Everything, it's all nicely fit together.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a fun movie, and I think that kind of tongue-in-cheek humor or tongue and skill humor makes it and <laughs> really a fun movie. It's not as scary as I remembered, but what is as scary as an adult? Uh, Halloween. You know, from the stuff we remember as a kid. Yeah, some of it is. Halloween, for sure. Some of it still is. Uh, But that's it, guys. Share the movie with your friends and then share the podcast. If they have a ponytail, uh, give them a real salty meal. Make sure you're okay. (laughs) Rate and review where you can. Please subscribe, share, rate, review, all the things I keep repeating. I don't know why I'm just repeating myself. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining me, man, walking me through my childhood fears. Thanks for having me, dude. (laughs) All right. Peace, bitches. We'll see you on the next one.